0: Welcome to the Soul Seed Podcast, where soul meets strategy. Every week, I, your host, Sabrina Greer, have activated conversations with multi-passionate soul-led thought leaders about their journey of growth from seed to soul's purpose. Every successful book, brand, business, podcast, product or program starts as a seed, an idea planted into the soul of its creator. Be inspired by those who've led before us, six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, top-rated podcasters, and multi-faceted humans. Be empowered by their humble beginnings and expanded by their tenacity and spirit. Join us in the frequency of abundance as we go to the story roots of these powerhouses. Learn how to apply and leverage the soul seed method in the creation of your very own legacy. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have my guest here today, Dana Salit. We go way back and I just, I couldn't be more grateful and more excited to have her as one of the first guests on my show. Um, but I won't gloat too much. I will get into the introductions and then we will start this incredibly activated conversation today. So Dana Salit is a certified clinical hypno hip no therapist, I can't even say the word, spiritual facilitator and humanitarian with a passion for giving back and supporting others on their self-growth journey. She believes we have a sum of our own thoughts and self-imposed limitations and is fascinated by peeling back the layers of self in order to reconnect with our pure creative potential now we're gonna have to dive into that to really truly understand what all that means but it's just so nice to have you here it's so nice to see your face and hear your voice and I can't wait for this conversation so why don't you start by telling our listeners what all that means like break it down tell us a little bit about you
1: Amazing. So good to be here, Serena. It feels so surreal. And I was just saying that we've been able to stay connected, you know, over all these years through social media, and that's really the gift of it. And so I'm just grateful to have this conversation too. Uh, So the best way to describe myself, I would say is that I'm, I'm multi-passionate. I've been walking a really interesting path for the last, you know, decade or two, and it all sort of uh, accumulated into this point where I, my goal is really to help others transform their lives through, by really clearing out the residue of their self-limiting beliefs. So I do that through conscious coaching. So how you would, uh, you know, in a normal, with a normal coach or a therapist, and then I do subconscious. Conscious therapy, meaning I work hypnosis is just a fancy word to saying uh, we do the work while we're in a calm state of the nervous system. So I concentrate on nervous system calming, moving into therapy, and then transformational uh, you know, goals and results. Mm, I love that so much. And I've i loved
0: following your journey. Like I said, we've been, you know, in each other's <laughs> worlds for a very long time. I've seen you go from philanthropy and working for charity and events which was my jam before as well and I think that's how we originally connected that was our, our you know collective passion mm-hmm. Um, and then you've worked for like big brands as an ambassador and you know you've traveled the world and you've been a coach and a speaker and you know just so many things and I, I love I love the <laughs> word multi-passionate multi-faceted because it really does sort of explain this whole process that I am here to uncover which is this soul seed process the process of like planting these seeds nourishing them weeding them out because they don't all stick they don't all grow right and then really leaning into our skills and our knowledge as we evolve and develop as humans and seeing each step of the process as a growth opportunity and a, a learning opportunity to sort of step into that next level self so watching that journey like I feel like I've and you know sitting there eating popcorn like watching the journey of you evolve into this incredible human being not that you know you've always been incredibly human but wow just you are the perfect example of of leaning into these soul nudges and following your heart and i just think that's so powerful so Thank you where are you in the world right now? And tell us a little (laughs) bit about that story and how that came to be.
1: And so I'm in beautiful Costa Rica. I still can't believe it myself. Uh, Two years ago, I came here on vacation with my dog, Lucy. And um, about a week later, you know, the whole world went into like a deeper shutdown. And I was stuck here for about eight months uh, with her before I sort of had this moment of being like, I think I'm staying here. And so I did. I sold almost all my stuff virtually through FaceTime, uh, put the rest into storage, had a lot of help there. And yeah, just moved my life over to this beautiful part of the world. And I I work remotely from here. I think that's so incredible because that that's that's huge, right? That's no. not like uprooting your whole life, selling all your
0: things, moving to a place that I mean, I don't know how much you traveled there before or had been there. It was before, my first time. Yeah. <laughs> Sort yeah. of, and and that it's like this like jungle
1: um, energy and it's like very, like we call it the washing machine. It's a very deep, it's a blue zone. So it's like very intense, but beautiful energy. And so it comes with its own challenges of living, uh, you know, here in Costa Rica. But it's, I still can't believe it when I say it out loud. I can't believe it's true. And you're right. It is very, it's signifying not only the stage of my life, but these moments where, you know, you have to sort of just, listen to the call and your belly and just say, okay, I th- I'm pretty sure this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. Cause it really is. It's about, you know,
0: sometimes paths are put before us and we can follow them and it's the path of least resistance and it can feel really easy, but sometimes we do have to forge our path a little bit. And I, I'm so against this hustle culture idea that like we have to, you know, struggle and work super hard and I and like swim upstream against the salmon and all the things, you know, it's like, I believe in flow and ease and all of those things, but it it also comes with sacrifice and, and Leaning in more so than sacrifice. Leaning into the nudges, listening to what's happening, your intuition, following these things, and that's not always easy work. <laughs> it can feel really good and be really exciting, but it, it's also really challenging too. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know what I've experienced with my clients and my guests on the show, and you know, hearing stories of lots of multifaceted entrepreneurs. Is that there's a lot of around what to listen to, right? Do we listen to society? Do we listen to our gut? What is our gut? Is that our soul? Is it our brain? How do we, how do we differentiate between our brain and our heart and our gut and all of these things? So in a very obviously, this could be a five hour conversation, but you know,
1: when working with your clients, where would you start them off in that conversation? So how to essentially how to know if it's your gut, if it's programming, I I think there's no easy answer to that. I think cultivating your gut instinct takes work because we've, it's sort of been taken out of us our entire lives. So you're going, I would say definitely not society because that's the thing, the thing that's been sort of Uh, grooming us and, you know, really, um, you know, we come into this world as these express children with all these dreams and we're just ready to go and everything's a possibility. And all of a sudden as the inception of the ego from the ages of two and eight, it starts to build and you start to hear, you know, this is not possible for you or you should try this, or this is what our family's like, or, you know, women don't do that or men do this, all of these experiences. So, you know, one of my favorite quotes is that it's not about becoming an, anything. It's about unbecoming anything that you are not. And so I think the, the path of listening to your gut, which is really the healing journey of removing the onion layers. So, you know, authentically who's there, it's that unbecoming, it's the going backwards into who you really are. And the only path to do that, and this is what I do with all my clients, it all starts with, with lowering the nervous system, calming the nervous system, all healing happens with a calm nervous system. And then allowing yourself to move into the subconscious mind, which is the 95% of the mind, which is holding all of our limiting beliefs, all of our repeated patterns, all of those societal structures. So our job is to allow our body to calm so that our mind can open and then we can start having, you know, uh, that connection to our gut. And that is a practice and it's called a practice, a meditation practice for a reason, because we're going to have a million reasons to go back into the doing hustling, because that's what society says. It's okay. And it's our job to go back to, no, I need to listen to my flow. I need to listen to my soul seed, as you would say here at my seed with the seat of the soul where I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so true because, you know, I hear so many people especially I, I work with authors mostly as a publisher, right? And and the, this is big work, big work that authors are doing. They're putting their entire soul on the line, you know, with, with their words, with their stories, with, you know, their lived experiences. And I hear all the time, you know, but what, what if it doesn't sell or what if it, what if nobody reads it or what if this and what if that, right? And it's, I, I find that when they really follow what's meant to sort of come from them, what they're channeling, what they're intuitively letting out, that's when the best work comes, right? So really adding to the toolkit, I suppose, with things like meditation, these different modalities that you teach, you know, I think, what did you call it? The art art of the mind, healing arts, uh, you know, these kind of things. It's like, There's so many different modalities now that we can tap into that are just sort of being exposed to the surface people have been doing this for years and lots of years right a lot of it is sort of ancient teachings and we're just learning about it now so I think it's so interesting and so cool the work that you're doing so how does it relate would you say to like abundance and wealth and you know all of these beautiful words that we hear people talk about now I'd love to sort of hear your opinions on that
1: yeah, I do a lot of work with clients around money and money blockages and one of my my favorite things I like to start the conversation around is like what is actual like what is abundance and what is money. And so abundance, I would say everything we do and everything we don't do in our lives, it comes down to how we want to feel. So a lot of when people look at abundance, they want to feel free, they want to feel relaxed, they want to feel connected, they want to feel uh, like supported and faithful, all of those feelings, right? And when it comes to the conversation around money, asking, you know, what is actual money? Essentially, money is a representation of an exchange of energy. It's I do something for you or I make something for you and you buy it with this currency, which could be a number on a screen, which could be a piece of paper or a piece of plastic, but it's representative of an energy exchange and so then we move into the work of energy and essentially and how we want to feel and you can do that you can start to tap into the laws of energy and that's really where i start to lead clients like start to pay attention to nature of and how energy is exchanged and it's always a giving and a receiving it's always an ebb and a flow there is that is just sort of the cyclical nature that is all around us and so our goal then becomes to remove again, the blocks. This is why I do call it like removing residue work, because it's like the 5% that's just like left over. That's like the voice in your head saying money doesn't grow on trees and there's never enough money and all of those things. Right. And so you start to remove the residue of those limiting beliefs. You start to view money as energy, figure out what your limiting beliefs are in the first place, and then move into how you want to feel. And that's actually what a hypnotic session is, is calming the nervous system, moving into the therapy portion, where did this belief become? And then reframing that belief through ways you want to feel now and remembering that you actually have access to all of those feelings now, if you shifted your perspective to all the different ways that you feel free, all the different ways that you feel connected and cultivating more of that, more of that now while opening yourself up to more energy. Does that make sense? Does that bring it Absolutely. together? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's relevant to a lot of like everything
0: really outside of wealth and abundance and money and, you know, cause everything is energy in a sense, right? Exactly. So if you apply that, that whole feeling and peeling back, I like the residue. So I call that in, in the soul seed process, I call that weeding. You know, because <laughs> yes. you got to get rid of those all those weeds and all those things that are blocking, you know, blocking the light, like stealing the soil, stealing the nutrients. You know, it's weeding that garden so that you can either plant new seeds if they're not growing abundantly, or nourish the ones that are there. And I, I think that totally speaks to to that process too. Absolutely, it's, it's I love the, that
1: analogy. Yeah, it's all energy. Everything is energy. And that's sort of the unbecoming of going back to like who you really are, which is an energy being having a human experience, right? As opposed to Mm -hmm. a human having an energetic experience. Or so it's going back to that connection to when you are actually in the flow of energy, things are moving. What you think about comes like bring about, you start to see synchronicities. You know when you're in the flow. You always do. And we may have just glimpses of it. So we have to cultivate more and more opportunities and sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't. And and that's the practice of guiding yourself back.
0: Yes. I love that so much. And I mean, you've had experience with this, right? I mean, going from event production, philanthropy, I mean, you'll always have a, a philanthropic heart, but you know, it's like going from event production, going to, you know, working with brands and, you know, sales. And then now you're very much in a different space but you can see how it's all connected, right? Absolutely. We were just talking about this before, before we began recording. It's like, when you look back, you can see all of the layers, all the steps. It's like the whole entrepreneurial iceberg conversation, right? Like you don't see what's underneath. You don't see how each of those pieces of your life and your world and every conversation and mentor and, you know, person that's come and gone from your life, how they have helped support what's there now right and everyone sees this beautiful little iceberg tip but there's so much work that has gone on below the surface and that and that's so i i talked to that as the roots right these are all the like the roots of a tree they spread sometimes like miles long right it's, it's a lot but that's what grounds us that's what what supports our growth on top of the surface so I use I'm a lot sorry. of analogies with this whole story. I love a good as analogy. I've like, been tra- <laughs> trying to tie it all together because you know I'm I'm just learning my purpose here, what my work is to do, and and you know, it's to spread this this idea that like we're always planting these seeds and if they don't grow, it's okay. It's okay to let go of things and release things that aren't serving us and you know move beyond that to the next one. Right. And I, I feel like so many entrepreneurs, especially especially creative ones and spiritual ones, you know, we have this tendency to to cling on, like it has to work. It has to work because I planted it and I, I've nourished it. And I've, you know, I put the time, the money, the energy, the things into it and like, why isn't it working? And then we hold on to this for so long until we get burnt out, until we get exhausted with it. And then we don't allow for the space for new seeds to be planted and new things to grow Do you want to speak to that a little bit with all of your previous experience? Like how, how does that look? If a client came to you and was like, I'm just holding on to this thing because it's going to work one day, (laughs) you know, what would you, what advice would you share with them?
1: Well, I think that's two of the most powerful, three of the most powerful words are I let go. And that, you know, those who have the most control know they have no control at all. And so I think some of the most transformational moments of my life came from just like releasing my grip. And like trusting, and that takes a lot of trust and it takes a lot of faith, but that's actually where the magic happens. You have to trust that you're protected, you're guided and you are held. And that sometimes when the worst happens and it's happened to me, In my, you know, perspective, I'll say that many times in my life where I feel like the rug was pulled out of me, like it was, you know, the worst case scenario. And we are beings that are resilient. And you always come up, you know, like with your hair tattered, like up from the ashes, just like that phoenix, right? But every big moment in my life was preceded by sort of like this impact moment where everything changed and I was no longer the same person. And therefore, I couldn't keep doing what I was doing in this new version of myself. And I sort of had to trust that. And so it depends where they are on the process of letting go because it, letting go can be a process. And so again, I would take them inwards and first say the number one step is to calm your nervous system because you cannot make a, like a decision. Like your brain actually shuts down when you're in a flight, flight, or flight, fight or fr- a freeze moment, right? Like it won't work. So first step, Let's get into a practice of calming the nervous system. Then we're going to have access to new solutions, have access to our gut feelings. And then we can make decisions based on faith and trust versus fear and, you know, uh, have to's. I don't like have to's. (laughs) Mm, So true.
0: I love that. So what's next? for Deanna. what's happening i know you're hosting some retreats and mm-hmm. some exciting things on the horizon what's happening next for you
1: yeah so this uh we have a, a nature of living retreat is what we called it here in costa rica um we're doing it at the end of march and it's very much a cultivation of all of my favorite healers practitioners experiences and you know what i notice is that i'm connected to a group of people women who are in the work and we give 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 give, give. And what I want to create is opportunities that to ensure and contribute to the replenishment of these healers and these people who are in the work, whether it be healing yourself and bringing it back to your family, whether it be getting rid of legacy burdens and ancestral wounds and whatever it is. My goal is to you know, bring others into the flow of nature by giving so much so that they can receive so much so that they can give again. So that when that cyclical reciprocity of nature. Um, so mm-hmm. retreats for sure. There's going to be another one in Costa Rica, some other countries. This is my background. I, I used to run retreats and, and events for many, many years, and I have some really exciting programs coming up as well, but they're not, they're ready to be announced. So when the time comes, I will share more. <laughs> So exciting. Well, and I'll share
0: all of your links and things in the show notes so everyone can track you down and find you. But for ease, if they're
1: you know driving, where, where's the easiest place to find you? Instagram's the easiest way. It's at Dana Shalit.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Your energy is just fire. I just adore you. And I'm so grateful that we're still connected. And thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge
1: with our listeners. And I'm just forever grateful for you. Thank you. Me too, Sabrina. What a beautiful um, opportunity to reconnect and have such a fun time talking. I had a great time. So thank you. You're welcome.